Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast and thank you for joining us for another episode. We hope you enjoy it and that you learn something of value that can be taken into your everyday life. Please give us a five-star review and any feedback send to ya at championschurch.org.uk. So on today's episode, I'm with the lovely Emma Birchall. Emma, how are you? Good, thank you. Good, good. Thank you very much for um, giving me your time. Thanks you know, for having me. This is going to be a good episode. I've got the absolute buzz factor uh, for this. It's fun. This is going to be good. So today with Emma, we're going to be talking um, all things from relationships, um, I suppose moving and like yep. moving your life, like big life decisions. Yep. Um, so let's start with a bit of background. Um, yes. So Emma Birchall. Yes, Ashley Knock. Where are you from? Because that is not a Dudley slash West Midlands no. accent. Tell us a bit about yourself. Although my Australian friends would probably argue that I have uh, picked off a few things, <laughs> twangs. Um, so I'm from a city, a capital city in um, Australia called Adelaide. It's kind of in the middle bottom of the country on the coast. Nice. Like, Good weather. Uh, it's it's um what you would call a Mediterranean climate. So Flip you have a distinct summer, a distinct winter, a distinct autumn, and a st- distinct spring. But when I say winter, it's like... <laughs> You've taken away my question. What is your winter like? Yeah, winter is like 12 weeks max, and you're probably looking like people would be complaining and shivering because it's 10, 12 degrees. 10, 12 degrees. That's shorts weather over here. You yeah, know that, I know. And I'm in a colder state. Some parts, like the water's 24 degrees in um, winter. Flipping so <laughs> Our bath water doesn't come out that yeah, hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how long were you there? Were you there, like, born in Adelaide? Yeah, born... Um, my grandpa came out to Australia from Italy when he was 19. Um, and, yeah, so um, he, from 19, was there. Obviously, my dad grew up there and my parents and um, then my brother and I. So And then I moved out to the UK when I was 24. Okay. So still pretty young, though. Class twenty four is young, young big yeah. life decisions like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was a long term trip initially. <laughs> that's what it was. You're just on holiday, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Although you wouldn't pick this destination. <laughs> Love that. And then, what did you do there for, like, job or church or social? Yep. So, um, always been involved in the church from like a week old. Oh wow! My so, parents... what were you doing for your first week of church? <laughs> no. Stra- straight on to greeting. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, no, so um, always growing up in the church. Um, I uh, I was a teacher. Okay. I am a teacher. There we so go. I taught, got my degree in Adelaide, um, and taught for about five years before I thought, oh, I'm going to come over to London and like teach in an inner city gangster school over here. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. Okay. There you go. Beautiful. So. You find yourself here now, yeah, in the UK. Yeah, the sun is shining, but it's not quite. You know, it's a nice day today. Yeah, it's not yeah. quite Aussie vibes. Um, <laughs> why did you move? I suppose is the big, big question. So initially, I moved from Adelaide because I was in a um, to London because I was in a. Um, perfect job in a perfect city (laughs) very comfortable and enjoying life yeah and I think that almost scared me a little bit like I could easily have sat in that job and that lifestyle yeah next 20 30 years Mm -hmm. 
um, and retired at that school. And I think I've always been, had a bit of an adventurous spirit. And I just okay. thought if I'm going to do something, I want to do it now in my twenties. Yeah, yeah. yep. Um, and, um, because Australia is a Commonwealth country, mm-hmm. if you're under 29, you could get a visa for like 500 pounds oh, wow. for two go. years. So that's why you'll find a lot of Aussies are in London because if you're in a, if you're, it's called a youth mobility visa. If you're under 29 from a Commonwealth country, yeah. you can pretty much get over here for two years. Oh wow. Yeah. So a lot of Australians do it just so they can. Um, live in London, an English-speaking country, yeah. but you've got proximity to the rest of Europe for like traveling, which is what I did. So I'd like take my suitcase to work on a Friday and then um, like fang off to Sweden <laughs> for okay. the weekend and then be back in the office on um, back in the classroom for Monday morning. So How are you the half live, eh? How are the other half live? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. And um, especially... With the opportunity to see other parts of the world, yes. meet different cultures, just experience new things. Definitely. Absolutely. I'm sure that you gain so much value just oh, from being in different environments. Totally. And I think what I'm kind of learning as I am um, since getting married and like kind of getting into a different stage of life now. Yeah. Um, you really only have like... I'm not saying like your life stops, you know, in your thirties and forties or whatever. Not. No. I'm thirty this year, Emma, thank you. Are you? <laughs> I am oh. indeed. No, not at all. But I definitely think there is a window where you have like you don't really have any major ties and yeah. you can you, you can have a bit of adventure and fun and you can't always do that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Bit of freedom. Bit of freedom. There we go. Yeah. So when you move to London, Yes. You, know, you, you came into this country, I yep. suppose, with um, pre-made perceptions in terms of what it would look like, feel like to be here. Yeah. What was your experience like when you first came to the UK? Um. So, I loved, I loved all the history, and um, I do love all the history here, like Australia's a relatively young-ish country mm-hmm. um, and, you know, there's bu- there's literally buildings here in the UK that are older than Australia. <laughs> like. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, it's like I think, you know, I, I it blows my mind sometimes that like literally France is two hours away yeah. and some people have never been to France because like an Australian's dream trip is to come over to Europe and like travel around Europe. Okay. And it's like mind blowing for Australians how old and some of the architecture is and the history and yeah, yeah. Um, how accessible all the different countries are. Whereas for Australians the closest country is like a six hour flight. So Absolutely. like it's huge, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Vast. So, um, I think I just loved the travel. Um, um, like visually when you first get here, it's like, Whoa, everything's so <laughs> close to like houses are so like, like compact. Yeah, yeah. Packed together, compacted together. Um, the weather's obviously a big thing, but obviously you get used to that. You kind of adapt to that over time. Put a coat on. Put a coat on and your coats are made better here. So you do keep, you do keep warmer. Yes. It's hotter inside (laughs) over here. Um, 
But what was your what was the original question? What so, did I... so what what was it like when you first got here? What was it like when I first got here? Yeah. So then I obviously started working in this like gangster school in London. Okay. And I came from a school. <laughs> Welcome. Literally, <laughs> I came from a school in Adelaide, as I mentioned, that was like a Christian private school, and okay. I'm. Like, I don't know how to explain what it's like because I feel like there's nothing over here like this with schools. Okay. So it's like, imagine what youth is like or, okay. or church is like, and that's how assembly on a Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. Or like, um, it's like, it's like church meets school. Okay. So it's very conservative. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, they're hard on things. Like, yeah, just things that... Um, you would see in a gangster school is just <laughs> like school. was mind blowing for me. So I went to a Christian school. I went to a Christian university and then got a job in a Christian school. Okay. And then I land in London and I'm in this inner city gangster school where um, literally kids would not touch like other kids because their brothers knew each other and they were in rival gangs yeah. and they would literally stab or kill oh like their siblings if they did anything to the other like there's just so many different cultural dynamics like we'd have staff training on um radicalization because the area i was working in was in the top 10 areas of like potential terrorist attacks so oh, wow. like we'd have training after school how to recognize if your kids have the your students have been radicalized yeah. um it was just like hard like these aren't like kids pretending to be hard these are like actual hard kids and things will happen things will happen knives coming to schools can be a thing there's like security guards um full-time police at the school security gates when you come in the morning um i'd be teaching an english lesson and then like um mid-lesson the cops are just in and like they'll just be like walking through the room and they'll be like Oh, everyone, all year nines to the back of the back of the room. And I'm like in the middle of teaching Shakespeare and all the year nines <laughs> have to go to the back of the room, line up while the cops do a big search of every bag because one of them's done something before school or oh, like, but yeah, obviously the best thing for me because I guess I was in this comfortable little bubble, which okay, isn't yeah. necessarily bad, but I think it's just so good that I put myself in a completely contrasting situation. Yeah, which you have done. Yeah. And was kind of exposed to the other extreme. So wow. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> welcome to Not all welcome schools are like that in the UK. I just Disclaimer. They were just like, Yeah, let's get this innocent Australian in here. I was gonna say my school wasn't. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> Love that. So so when you're over here, um I believe that you met Josh? Yes. So who is Josh? So Josh is my husband. Okay. Um, Lucky man. Yes. And he's from a, um, he was obviously from like Birmingham area. Whereas. (laughs) Say that again. Birmingham. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whereas um, I was living in London when we met. So every weekend he was either coming uh, down to London or yeah. I was coming up on the train to Birmingham. Okay. Yeah. So like slightly long distance relationship. Yeah. So say, like yeah. for three-ish months, it was like semi-long distance. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Tell me a little bit more about kind of your relationship and how 
um, that long distance relationship might have gave you some challenges as a as an individual and as a couple. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> um. Basically, we were dating here for like three months. Yeah. And then, um. I was like, okay, um, this is great, but my school back in Adelaide, they want me back. They only said I could have a year off in London to like teach and travel. And then when I go back, they would have the job still waiting for me, which was really nice of them. And I was like, I need to go back now. So a few days before Christmas, I had to fly back to um, Australia. And that's where we kind of like dated on like long, long distance. distance. Yeah. I think that could be the longest distance That's, relationship. Yeah. Unless like someone's in Mars, <laughs> exactly. which you never know. But that is some serious distance. Yeah, literally. Um, and then Josh kind of came out every school holidays. Okay. Um, and I think I did one trip over here. And then, yeah, my parents were kind of like, slash I was kind of feeling like you can't really get to know someone and date someone just online like if you want to know what you're potentially signing up for for life you want to like get into their real world and see what it's going to be like what you know the real them exactly and what kind of you're signing up for um so i moved back over here lived with his parents um how was that yeah, good. Good. There you good. go. Positive response. Yeah, I had um, Mark <laughs> made me coffee every morning. Oh, the dream. Hot water bottle in the bed. I might move in myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, Josh, I think we would buy, like, after nine months of that, we were talking, like, marriage and that okay. kind of thing. Um, getting serious. Getting now. serious. And... Josh had plans to propose on like the a coming Saturday. This mm-hmm. like actually um like it's 29th of April I think it was. Okay. Um he was planning on proposing. I didn't know that. And then um I was due to apply for my next visa to stay here. So my youth mobility visa that I talked about before yeah. that was running out. That's okay. only valid for like 2 years. Yeah, yeah. So I had to get another visa to stay here. Okay. The only way I could do that was get a work visa. So the school I was working for, mm-hmm. um, they had to sponsor me. They were like, yep, no worries. We'll sponsor you. They did the application wrong. Oh, no. So two days before Josh is proposing, what? I don't know this. I get a letter from immigration and they're like, yeah, your visa's denied. Oh, um, you've got to be out of the country in two weeks. So then... Um, I, Josh was like, okay. So he ended up proposing on the Saturday and then, yeah, like two weeks later had to fly back to Oz and we did our whole engagement long distance. That is crazy. Um, with a few trips, like visits, yeah, yeah. um, back but and no, forth. I was going to say consistency in terms of like just being together yeah, in the presence of each other. Totally. Probably very similar to what a lot of people are like going through at the moment with yeah, COVID yeah. and, yeah. um, but yeah. And then... Um, yeah, we got married in uh, January 2018. He, f- with he, with 30 other people, flew out to Oz and we got married in a vineyard in Adelaide. So go. That's what dreams are made of. Yeah, this is obviously a super <laughs> condensed version. But to answer your question, I think you asked, you know, how was long distance and how yeah, did you yeah. Let's make- delve into that a bit deeper. Yeah, yeah. How did that work? Um, Josh was very good at... I think we're both very intentional okay. in that. Um, and 
yeah, you've kind of got to know what you want and really go after it. And also just think big picture, like nothing's going to last forever. Like the long Mm. distance isn't going to last forever. You know, this COVID thing, it's not going to last forever. Like just, you know, eyes on the prize, keep going. Short term pain, long term gain. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, now obviously my long distance relationship is with my family in Australia. So that's a different direction in terms of you've done a long distance relationship with Josh. Yeah. In terms of like the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. But then you've gone from being like surrounded by your parents and like your family and your friends and kind of what you would call home in terms of like church and school, etc. To then that being long distance. Totally. And that's a completely different angle on in terms of where you probably imagined. Yeah. In terms of like, you concentrate on the Josh factor. Yeah. But then you turn it around and naturally now it's your parents that are long distance. Totally. So so with Josh um, and the long distance that was obviously happening then, um, what what did you guys do to kind of get some sort of closeness? As yeah. Such to, because obviously he can't be there, you know, in... in the same room as you or and I suppose a phone call I suppose only goes him or I a, a certain yeah way um what what did Josh do what did you do to kind of build your connection I suppose yeah um it's probably very similar to what I do now with my family and friends okay. is that um like Josh would probably we'd probably like Imagine COVID, but you're dealing with like a 12 hour time difference. Yeah. So like, oh yeah, time difference. Yeah, massive That's time a, that, difference. That is a thing. So you're like FaceTiming. Your relationship is FaceTime, but then it's like nine o'clock at night for yeah. him is like six a.m. in the morning for me. So, so one of you's just about to get up from bed. Yeah, and you're the ones going to bed. Totally. So oh, wow. he would ring me. Um, as he'd be like my alarm in the morning <laughs> and would definitely speak two, maybe three times a day, a day even okay, with yeah. a time difference. Oh, wow. And then would have the WhatsApping in between. And is that something that you kind of discussed and planned that you would talk two, three times a day or did it just naturally I think fall you into just that? naturally want to do that, but also you're like, you've got to prioritize it. And I think that's kind of the same with my family and friends now. Like you have to kind of be intentional, like yeah. anything that you don't grow or feed, you don't feed, it's not going to grow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, you know, to keep my friendships going in Australia, I have to be intentional about like messaging them, WhatsApping them, um, FaceTiming them. Like I'll FaceTime my parents every single weekend without fail for at least an hour and a half, two hours. Okay. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it might be like, oh, it'd be nice, to, not nice to sleep in, but you could easily sleep in. But it's like, no, you like with any relationship, you have to like be intentional. Yes. Um, and yeah, jo- obviously things like sending presents, remembering important events dates and, and stuff, yeah, yeah, and dates like. The same stuff that we did when we were in a relate dating is the same stuff I do now with my friends and family in okay. Oz to keep the relationship going and that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. And it's not, um, I might be making it sound like I'm just kind of like trying to keep it alive, but I would mm-hmm. say a lot of my um, friends, like I've gotten closer over the distance. Like okay. I don't actually think 
Um, distance doesn't really scare me. I don't think all your relationships have to go to the dogs because yeah, of COVID yeah. or long distance. Or okay. I, I firsthand can tell you that your friendships can actually grow and prosper and thrive even when you're on other sides of the world. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like tomorrow's um, Mother's Day here in the UK. and I Big up the mothers. <laughs> <laughs> I always like, well, I try to send my mum a present for UK Mother's Day and Australian Mother's Day. So okay. like it's just turning whatever your situation is into yeah. being intentional and turning it into a positive and making the most of it. And yeah. It's like anything. If you want anything to work, whether it be business, yeah. property, relationships, even just yourself, personal development, yeah. you have to put time against totally. it. Totally. You have to put energy against it. Yeah. And relationships, whether that be with like Josh when you were dating um, dating or your parents now you have to take the time to actually invest yeah i suppose energy into that to, to make it happen yeah. to make it to grow and, and for you to come out of kind of a long distance friendship with your friends and to say that it's grown yeah it's kind of a testament not only to you but then also your friends yeah. and the actual relationship that you have with them yeah which is um yeah something i would say be very proud of yeah well, thank you how <laughs> would um so obviously sticking to friendships when you've come to the UK how did you go about making new friends um so yeah I think obviously like culturally there's things different culturally between Australia and UK um not massively like it's not like Australia in India or somewhere like <laughs> it's still an English speaking country, but yeah. there definitely are cultural differences and people okay. do things differently. And, um, but one thing I think I've kind of learned, even just with travel and, you know, living in a different country mm-hmm. is that the essence of a person or the essence of humans and people is they're kind of all the same. It doesn't matter if you're in, you know, India, Australia, America, UK. Yeah. People are the same. Like, they want to be loved. They want to be respected. They want to be heard. They want to be valued. Yeah. Like, that's the essence of what, like, humans are. Mm-hmm. And um, I think if you walk into any context, not just ne- not just a cunt, different, different country, because I understand that everyone listening to this isn't necessarily going to be move, <laughs> moving country back. If you're working, walking into, like, a new workplace or, you know, a new social situation or whatever, yeah. um, I think that underlying principle is that people want to be, like, valued and heard and loved and yeah. appreciated. And if you carry that attitude and stance between towards people Mm -hmm. whatever setting you're walking into um you know people will like you not that you do it for that do it to be liked but it's just an output and a a general kind of um end of the process and benefit from you doing then the staple things like you know loving people give them value yeah stuff like that yeah exactly like if you're sitting around going i'm going to wait for people to come to me um i'm going to wait for people to understand me yeah you know, you could be waiting a very long time and feel very lonely. But yeah. I think if you're intentional about, okay, I want to get to know you, you know, I, I'm going to take an interest in you. I'm going to try and understand you. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, naturally, like that's attractive to people. It doesn't matter what culture you're in, yeah. you know? So. Um, culture, I suppose, yes. like you've mentioned, is very different between 
Australia and, and here. Yes. What was the biggest you no know, thing that kind of took your breath away or you kind of came and you went, what is that or what are uh, they doing? So, uh, yeah. There's pros and cons for both. <laughs> I think there's things Australians do really well that the English aren't as strong in and I think there's... Go on then. <laughs> I think there's things English do well that Australians could learn. Um, I think Australians are super easygoing and chilled out, which comes from like... You've been to Australia, haven't have, you? What yeah, did yeah. you notice? You tell me. They are super friendly. Like Everyone's your mate. Yeah. And everyone, like, you know, is there. I, I want to say, like, in a, in a jokey way, like, they will take the mick, maybe, yeah. like, out of accidents or the way that you do stuff, but it's all coming from the right place. Yes. Where, um, coming back from Australia, I only went for, you know, a short time, four weeks or so. But when I came back over here, it kind of was a bit like an abrupt awakening, if that's the right thing. Yeah. Um, and just their approach to people in terms of, like, the way they try and connect and build relationships and... Gen, like take genuine inter- interest in um how your day is going yes i mean like you know that you know good day mate yeah yeah it's like yeah. that generic term but they're actually like you know want to know who you are how you are what you're up to how they can help you yeah because obviously i i rocked up like a tourist yeah they knew that i was like after information in terms of like what i can do with my day where i can go what sites i can see etc i think that was kind of like the biggest thing where they are if i'm going to pick one word um i'll probably just say approachable yeah you know they're there to help aid where he you kind of have to go find it a bit more yes and kind of find maybe the right person on the right day yeah um so yeah i'd say aussies are a bit more approachable yeah they're definitely english as a culture i think it's a bit more private like I'm getting, I get used to, you get n- used to cultural things and you know, it's not so obvious after time. But when I first came here, I'd like walk into a shop and I'd be like, as if the person working in the shop hasn't just um, greeted me, asked how my day's going, what I've been up to, what I've had for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's like, or if you go to a supermarket, you're like you ha- or a petrol station, you will have a full on conversation with the person at the counter. Whereas people here, I think, are a bit more private. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the flip, and on the flip side, I think I'd say English people um, are more probably a bit more driven. Obviously, okay. I'm making a big generalisation yeah, here. I'm yeah. not saying all Australians are lazy, <laughs> but I think um, work is a bit more of a thing here. Okay. Whereas lifestyle and you, is more of a thing in Australia, like you kind of work to play. Whereas over here, it's like like my boss would um, knock <laughs> off at 4pm in Australia, whereas here I'm still at school and in, you know in a staff meeting till 6 or something. Yeah, yeah. And that's just normal here. I think people are probably a bit more ambitious generally and a bit okay. more driven and yeah. you know focused on work and that kind of thing um and they like yeah they like more quality no, they like appreciate quality and nicer things here mm-hmm. whereas in australia like they're so chilled out like josh or at least where i'm from josh would come over and be like, oh, the fashion here is so, like, they don't care. They're literally just in their boardies, like their board shorts and their, um, I was going to say thongs, but that's probably the, not the right word. This is a young adult podcast. Yeah, what is it called? Flip-flops? <laughs> Flip-flops. Flip-flops. <laughs> and I'd be so offended. I'd be like, the fashion is not bad here. But then I come over here and I'm like, 
yeah people thing. have the clothes here are better like people are into their clothes more and what um their fashion and it's a bit more like variety and like they take care of themselves probably a bit more whereas in australia they're like <laughs> whatever like yeah but the value is still the same like you said before exactly in terms of, like, wanting to be loved wanting to be valued people are all the same heard, at the core yeah yeah and that, that that's a good take out from uh, what we've been discussing yeah if you were it's, it's that question which a lot of people ask if you knew what you knew now but take yourself back to pre-coming to London pre-meeting Josh in a long distance relationship what advice or what would you do differently or even kind of what practical things would you put in place to help facilitate kind of your emotions and the way that you were feeling and and that kind of stuff um I think um not be so scared of like taking a risk okay, and yeah. like don't be so fearful of like the unknown okay yeah um I think like you know from a Christian perspective like God gives you the ability to choose and like he as long as it's not like wildly like sinful <laughs> and off the rails I yeah. think he kind of like um yeah, he allows you to choose what kind of direction you want to go and, like, he walks you through whatever kind of direction you choose to a degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think I've seen over and over again just, like, him really, like, come through and bless, like, whatever situation I'm in and look after me. So I think, yeah, I'll probably just chill out a little bit and ride the wave a little bit more. So, mm-hmm. like, particularly when, you know, w- there was a point where we had – you know, had to make decision about, you know, where am I going to move over here? And like, am I going to pursue this relationship with Josh? Like, this isn't just a guy. This is like a country. This is like the whole thing. Everything. This is like everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's, yeah, it's scary, but I think at the end of the day, what, you just have to kind of like trust God and rely on God and know that mm-hmm. he's got you and that kind of thing. And I've seen that over and over again. So yeah, yeah there were many times where Josh had to like, <laughs> just calm me down a bit. Cause I'd be <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, this is full on. Like, yeah. 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 It's big changes. <laughs> yeah, Not totally. Just, like every, every, I suppose, well, nearly every aspect of your life is different now than it was X yeah, many years ago. Totally. In terms of like your your everyday stuff in terms yeah. of like going to your normal coffee shop, seeing the same barista, yeah. saying hello, taking a vested interest in them to then coming over here and different cultures, different way of life, yeah. different foods, even totally. though like obviously you can eat a lot anyway. Yeah. Um but yeah, like it's yeah, completely totally. different and it's a big, big change. It is. And even things like, you know, um, you know, you live with the cons. Not saying this is a consequence. Like it's a bad. Well, it's not ideal, but like. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. <laughs> but like, your choices affect your life. Like, obviously, um. Well, now people can't hear. People can't see this, but mm-hmm. I'm 35 weeks pregnant now, and you know, my parents on the on the other side of the world. And this is their first grandchild. Oh, wow. And Australia's like completely locked its borders okay. until there's like no no one can leave the country. Okay. Um, and, you know, that's a really real kind of situation. Like yeah, for yeah. me, like I'm really feeling the long distance then. Yeah. 
but I didn't know it was going to be, there's going to be a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that's something I have to kind of work through as a consequence of the, the choice I've made to live this life. If you know what I mean, like it's part of the package. This is a life that we've chosen. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, like, you know, I thought we'd just be able to fly back and forth whenever we wanted. <laughs> I didn't see that. The pandemic was coming yeah, yeah. and like it was going to happen when, you know, you know, at this time. But so there is that I'm not saying it's always easy, just like picking up and moving over no, and like no. just, you know, go on a big adventure. There's definitely like things that come with it as well. So, yeah. yeah. But it, but I just want to touch on a point on what you said there in terms of like everyone has a choice. Yeah. And it doesn't, it does matter what circumstance you're in, but in the same breath, it doesn't because we all have the opportunity. And I think that's kind of like the word that I want to draw on is that we all have the opportunity to, to make changes yeah, or to, you know, um, use our adventurous senses to, to step into the unknown. Yeah. And that could be something small. It could be something absolutely vast. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've met this person. I happen to be the other side of the world. Yeah. Now I've got a decision to make. What does that decision look like? And it doesn't need to be like, okay, that's it. No, I'm, I've made it and that's that's that. Yeah, yeah. But it could be that you have to make loads of, you know, daily decisions like, you know, I am going to get out of bed. I am going to call Josh when I'm back in Australia. Yeah, yeah. I am going to commit to, you know, building a um, relationship, a connection with him as much as we can. Yeah. And then you're still having to do that now. But you have a choice. In yeah. That. And, and you... You don't hear me right. You don't have to. Yeah. Facetime your parents every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's got a gun to your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're making that choice because yeah. you know that it brings happiness to you. Yeah. It brings connectivity to your family. Yeah. You know, it brings connectivity back to your home. It's good for you. It's yeah. Good for, it's good. Good for the soul. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we've all got those choices to make in terms of how we can make our life more fulfilling for us and Mm. it doesn't have to be kind of finances or you know material things it's what makes you happy but Mm. you will have a choice to do something to make yourself happy and yeah that's so true and I would also add on to that I think um like Josh is very his personality and I think I don't think this would work this whole situation would work with just anyone yeah Josh is very much like well, why not? Why can't that? He's not intimidated Love by that. a big scenario yeah, or a yeah. big situation. Whereas mm-hmm. if it was just me, I'd probably would have like freaked out. <laughs> but he's a bit like, well, why not? Why can't we? I fly back to Australia every three, four months. Why yeah. can't um, why can't we actually make it work? Yeah. Like he's not afraid to like, you know, go through the the problem and yeah. like come up with a way to make it work and think big and like tackle what seems an impossibility. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I think a lot of people might go like, oh, too hard, can't, you know, not work, too much effort, not worth it. Yeah. Um, Which is a shame. Yeah. Because I'm I'm sure there's a lot of things that people could have done um, where they've had the opportunity and they just haven't. Yeah. Or even just put themselves into a uncomfortable situation yeah. because it's uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Totally. There we go. There we go. Thank you very much. Thanks it's, for this having has been great. Me. There you go. The podcast has now officially gone international. Oh. I've been waiting to say that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, Emma, thank you so much for oh. spending your time, giving us Thanks your insights, your journey, you know, being 
uh, vulnerable in the information that you've given um, we really do appreciate it Aww. and listeners I hope that you um, have gained something yeah, from that hopefully. please 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 um, leave a review for the podcast but also any questions send them over to ya at championschurch.org.uk Emma thank you very much again thank you thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Ungodog podcast please leave us a review and we look to bring you new and exciting content real soon have a great day